What's the Halloween etiquette in 2020? More tech disruption in the real estate industry. And we're gonna highlight a couple local businesses that you can support this weekend. All next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. she's Sarah Timon. We are back on Tool Time and we've got a very interesting holiday coming up. Halloween, right? Yep. Fun time, getting dressed up. We should have worn costumes. We realized that 30 seconds before the show that we should have done that. Uh, more importantly, what's the etiquette going to be like this year? This has been really controversial. I've seen some stuff on like parent groups, but what's your Halloween 2020 etiquette, Sarah? What are you going to be doing? So typically we only get a few that, that come and go. I think what we'll probably do this year is put a bowl out with, with candy in it. Um, I mean, everything would be obviously wrapped, <laughs> um, nothing just like loose, but I know that that can still be a concern for people, you know, putting your hands in. And But I think that's probably the way that we're going to we're going to do it. So I'm in the world of parenting and I feel like this is a much, when we talked about this a little bit. So um, I've heard everything from like PVC pipes to like shoot candy out the window at kids, um, a crane arm, like one of those robotic like plastic arms you probably had when you were a kid where like mm -hmm. you lift it up, give it to the kids, individually plastic bag candy that's going to be sanitized. I mean, this is a little crazy to me. Um, and I, I think, you know, the idea is I love that people are trying to make it work for kids because Kids have had kind of like a like a sandwich. Nick, you can bleep that out over the past seven months. I mean, it's been tough. Like, I mean, yeah. some of them aren't even back in school yet. They're not seeing their friends. So I love that idea that people are trying to make it work. But I also know, like, I'm in these, like, parent groups of the school district my kids go to. And there's posts like, I know people are having Halloween parties. I'm going to call the school district. Like, They're just it, mad is, that they weren't invited. Well, maybe. <laughs> is that going too far? Like, I mean, because I, I think it's okay to gather. That's okay in what the state says. I think yeah. that, I mean, this seems a little aggressive to me. I mean, I think if you're following, it's tough. It's, I don't know what the right answer is. I mean, I think if you're following the guidelines that are out there, I mean, if you're, if you're outside, if you're trying to stay socially distant, um, I mean, if you're taking the right precautions, I don't know that we can say that nobody can gather at all and that nothing can happen. And, and I do feel really bad for kids of all ages. I mean, from the young ones who are super excited about trick-or-treating up to like all the events that high schoolers have missed. I mean, it, it really is hard right now. So if there's ways that we can make some of the fun activities that, that they're used to happen and do it safely, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we should be just shutting it all down, but I don't know what the, what the right answer is. Well, like families have been potting like all summer. And this, I didn't even know this was a verb. This is like a new thing. Uh, so like they'll Quarantine. hang out. Yeah, quarantining, yeah. And, and uh, like I know a lot of people that have done that where they have like groups of people they'll spend time with because they know they've been safe. They know they're not like testing positive for COVID, mm -hmm. all those sort of things. So while you were talking there and I was listening, I pulled up a couple key things. The weather forecast on Halloween, it's a high of 49 and a low of 35. That's going to be pretty cold. So hopefully people have those outdoor heaters that everyone's been buying now. That's a business we should have invested in. I, um, I also pulled up uh, just trick-or-treat safety night guidelines from Montgomery County. So they're asking that you limit group sizes to household contacts. And if a group has uh, individuals from different households, maintain six feet distance, wear a mask. Pretty easy to do on Halloween. Yeah. You can definitely do that. And don't share objects. Um, limit contact with commonly touched surfaces. Uh, Sarah, you're in trouble here. Don't grab candy from a bowl. Use the grab-and-go method, which includes individually wrapped bags of candy or treats. So I, I guess you, I guess it's kind of the same thing, uh, just like in a plastic baggie or something. And trick-or-treating routes should be one way. This comes from the Office of Public Health. But 
So I, I, the whole point here is. So who goes out and sets up which way the direction for the one way is? I don't know. I mean, I'm, maybe it's we'll see tricky. some like taped lines on streets. Maybe yes. you go with traffic. I don't know. I, I, the point is, I think there are guidelines to do yep. this. And to say you need to shut it down, don't have Halloween, or more importantly, I'm going to call the school district. Yeah. Like, we're not five years old. I don't, I, you know, there's ways to do things safely. And, the, you know, these kids are already together in schools. And like, my kids are back in school, right? So I think that's something to acknowledge. It's not like it's. They're not going to school and they're doing this. It's it's a little different. And they're sure. still getting their temperatures taken when they go back. They're wearing masks. And I think the big thing is wearing masks. And basically, if you want to do anything right now, wear a mask, wear a mask. is the <laughs> advice, right? Yeah. Like, that, I think that's the only way to look at this. So I'm all for safe Halloween activities. Sounds like you are, too. Yeah. So hopefully everyone has a happy Halloween. Next year, we'll wear costumes. <laughs> I have a couple good ones in mind. Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? I don't have anything already planned, so maybe I'll dig into my costume bin and, and see what we got. So what's in your costume bin? I'm curious. I don't have one of those. Uh, well, so last year my dog Louie was a hot dog, and I was ketchup, and Eric was mustard. That's pretty good. So we've got those costumes. The year before that, we were all sharks. So I like it. Got some shark costumes. Uh, yeah. So either ketchup or a shark. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe Eric could be mustard, and you could be the shark, and mix yeah. it up a little bit. You know. <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. So. Um, I think you can do this safely. Hopefully everyone else does too. The best thing is just like follow the guidelines. I think that's yeah. really what it is. Like don't be a jerk about it. Like don't ruin it for somebody else, I think yeah. is the most important thing. Uh, you know, my experience was like our, our son got strep throat a couple weeks ago and like, you know, and he got so he had to get a COVID test. Yeah. And we didn't go to any activities or wait until the COVID test result came back. Even though we knew he had strep, you gotta follow the rules. It doesn't matter oh, what you think anymore. And then he got anymore. that pink medicine, that stuff. He, yeah, he just finished it. Oh yeah, <laughs> amoxicillin, right? So. But the point is, like, just because you know it's okay, you still got to follow the rules. And I yeah. think that's the big takeaway here, too, because you're going to ruin it for everybody else. Right. Wait, quickly, what are your kids going to be for Halloween this year? Oh, interesting. So um, our youngest is going to be Buzz Lightyear. Now, she's okay. a girl. She is obsessed with Toy Story. Uh, middle daughter, um, I don't know her costume. So I'm a horrible parent here. And my uh, son is uh, going as Lego Robin. Um, my wife's going to be a skeleton. And I'm dressing up as a scarecrow because I got a new flannel shirt I wanted to wear, and I figured that was easy Perfect. easy to do. And I can just she's gonna paint like a patch on my forehead. We'll be ready to roll. So there you go. Good. More because I got a new shirt. That's what the main reason. I was very, <laughs> very excited. This is like flannel shirt season. So oh, it is. Awesome. Good stuff. So do it safely. I think is the advice. And and this is a big controversial topic right now. So I I, I love where we're at on this. Next stuff. And and there was like four articles this week of like this new piece of tech getting introduced. Greg Schwartz, president of Zillow getting 40 million in a seed round for a new startup to make real estate transaction easier. Zillow cutting employees in their Zillow offers department. They cut 80 jobs in a realignment, which we kind of knew about because they're hiring agents. Mm -hmm. The overall theme here, there is a lot of VC and tech disruption happening in real estate. So what do you think this means? Uh, like, what's your opinion on all this? Yeah, I mean, I know that we were talking about this earlier and it this is the beginning of, of tech disruptions. Um, it's hard to say where all everything will go. I think some people are more prepared for it than others. Uh, people that are kind of willing to embrace what's going on and take advantage of what it has to offer will ultimately fare better than those who kind of resist it. Um, but what was interesting about the the article, um, the first one for the man who used to work for Zillow and now is starting the other tent company, um, you know, obviously they're not going to break down exactly what it is that they're doing before they release it, but there weren't really any details of what was going to make his bar superior to what is currently available. 
So Greg's a smart guy. Like I've met him a couple times, and uh, you know he he's not with Zillow anymore because they hired the new CEO. Or Barton came back, their CEO. Change of leadership that happens. You bring up a really good point. We were talking about this. Teams are already doing some of these things. Like some of the the, the teams that are out there that are doing a lot of business, they have startups set up. Uh, or not startups, they have processes set up to make the transaction easier. I think what this is for is like the single agent who's not organized is flying by the seat of their pants because then the consumers don't know what's going on half the time. Right. Uh, I, I think that the biggest thing that people are looking for is easier, less stressful transactions. And one of his goals, I, I know from being at Zillow, is to delight the consumer. That's the words he used. And um, I think that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an interesting way to look at it. You want to surprise and delight because a lot of people are expecting like this uh, you know, kind of a storm or a really, a really hassle-filled process. Right. So, you know, there's going to be more and more of this stuff coming because what I see happening is that everyone's looking to disrupt the industry because this is a very old-school industry and it's one of the few that hasn't been disrupted yet. And this is just the beginning, right? Like, sure. I mean, and, and if you look at stats here, and this is something that we had talked about beforehand, is that tech startups, 90% of them, they fail. So only 10% even make it. 75% of venture-backed startups fail, so three-quarters of the one that get a seed round, they're done. And then only 50% of businesses make it to their fifth year, and only a third get to the 10-year mark. So it's a really low success rate. 33% um, is still better than real estate agents, by the way, because that's, that's an 87% failure rate in five years. Kinda so that's pretty like good. Kind of sounds like restaurant, new restaurants? Is I, that I think like along those lines? I think it's the same thing, right? And yeah. so there's going to be a lot of these people that come along, and it's not necessarily the best piece of tech that wins, it's the best business. So are you getting sales? Are you bringing customers in? And for something like this, where you're trying to, and I, I, don't, I don't even know what the company's going to be building. Um, they're talking about launching in 2021, the first quarter. So it really kind of depends what they're going to do. Now, I, I've got a lot of confidence in Greg. Um, HomeSnap is coming out with, with an app that's going to launch AI-powered tool that predicts days on market. I know Redfin already sends out emails about this. Mm -hmm. When we take a listing, they say, we predict this home's going to sell quickly. So I think what everyone's trying to do here is help the consumers get smarter with what's going to happen yeah. and use some of this new technology. But not all these companies are going to make it. So I think we're going to see even more of them coming. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, I think that with, I mean, with any industry, a lot of times the one who has the initial idea is not the one that ultimately is still in business and the one running it. It kind of evolves and people take pieces of it and what works to then, you know, have the company that exists down the line. What I liked about the... Um, AI piece there and predicting days on market is you know some some sellers if you're if you're putting your home up on the market they want to get ultimately the highest price they can get others want to get out they want the transaction to go smoothly and be over quickly because they either need to be out in another places or they owe taxes or they owe there's a million different scenarios so maybe to them they would want to see what does it look like if I actually lower the price, maybe I don't get as much in the end, but I'm going to get this done quicker. So it kind of lets them like look at, you know, the skew, I guess, of as you adjust things. Well, I like that too. And then also like think about working with a buyer. Like you're telling them, hey, this is predicted to sell in seven days. Maybe they're not messing around so much writing an yeah. offer, right? Maybe right. they it gives buyers a little more information. So I, there are things here that are going to help. And I like where this is going. I just think we're going to see a lot of these companies coming in and a lot of them aren't going to make it. I mean, I, I know some that exist now, like for products that we use with like numbers tracking and mm -hmm. calculating ROI on lead pillars. There was a ton of those companies out there and there's not anymore. So it's, it, the one who wins is going to be the one with the best business operations to your point. So mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. If you're in real estate, get ready to see a lot of people calling you, getting them to use their products because this happens all the time and there's going to be more and more of them. 
All right, so we're changing up the last part of the show, um, and we're going to hopefully get some businesses actually on here to talk about them, but we want to highlight some people locally that have businesses that you can take advantage of and utilize during weird coronavirus, COVID-19 times uh, that we can kind of help the local community. So there was three breweries we wanted to highlight, and we all picked one, Nick included. Nick's not going to come on the show, even though we asked him. He's, he's <laughs> laughing hysterically right now because it's a hard sell. Uh, but it was uh, Levante Brewing, East Branch Brewing, and Tired Hands, because if you're having a Halloween party and you're socially distanced or you're doing whatever, all these places deliver. So, um, Sarah, you had mentioned Levante Brewing. Your, your husband, Eric, has like a delivery coming from them today. So talk a little sure bit does. more about that. Yeah, so actually, I'm not positive if somebody needs to be there to sign for it or not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so we live in the city. Levante's in Westchester, and they are delivering to us today. Um, he's done this a couple times throughout the, you know, quarantining and since COVID. Um, whereas we used to maybe like actually go out there. Now he just kind of places an order, super easy, um, and they deliver to us. So it's, it's really great. I mean, I love getting stuff delivered instead of having to go to the store. And I think we were talking about like time management earlier in a, um, in a team training. And that's like, how much time does that save you? I mean, you happen yeah. to be out here today, but like, otherwise you're driving, right. what, 45 minutes each way on a good right. day. So yeah. you save an hour and a half, and it's a great local business to support. So very cool. I love the delivery option. Do you know, like, they actually have a seltzer here is what I'm seeing on their website. That's pretty wild. It's good. Is it, so what yeah. kind? So they got seltzers, they got beer. And the seltzers are gluten-free because my brother-in-law has um, a gluten allergy. So. That's good to know. So gluten-free seltzers at Levante Brewing, very cool. Um, I uh, had mentioned Tired Hands because uh, I, I live up that way. Um, we go there a lot. Uh, my cousin goes there a lot. These guys are like crazy artists, like some of the beer that they put together, like I would never expect. And then all of a sudden it's like amazing. And you're like, how, how good is this? Yeah. Uh, they got nominated for a James Beard Award, which is insane to me. Cool. Um, and um, you can get it delivered there. They have a delivery service. Um, we usually go pick it up because we're close. Um, but they also have seltzers there. Um, they they ha usually have like, like pizzas and stuff you can pick up too, but you got to order the, the pizzas in advance. Um, and they'll announce on their Instagram page, and we're going to put all these companies' information up there because you might be closer to one or another or want to check them all out. Um, they're announcing on their Instagram page uh, the day before what they're releasing. Usually this sells out. Like it's like you hit like 11 o'clock, and by like 11.20, the beer's yeah. gone. And then you go there, and the line is like bananas to pick it up. Like it's around the block where they are in Ardmore, like out to the next street over. So um, these guys are super local, and they've been – Doing a lot, a lot of hard work uh, getting that out there. So, and they also deliver through, uh, I think it's called Toast Takeout or Dudley Direct, one of the two. Just go to their website. Uh, and that's another great local business to support. Nick, what do you know about East Branch? You're gonna have to yell at us over the uh, camera here. New outdoor dining, new rooftop. Um, they deliver as well, and uh, yeah, great employees and uh, great beer, great right. food as well. I know indoor dining still. You know, some some people aren't comfortable with that. So the fact that they open that uh, that rooftop deck is pretty cool. So. Um, we'll post all their um, uh, contact info in the show here. We'll put their Instagram handles, websites up. Nick will take care of that. Great local businesses to support. And uh, we'll be back next week on Tool Time. Thanks for watching, everybody.